2a, we just did the Mishnah yesterday, started a little bit the Gemara. We'll go back into the Gemara. What's that? It's only the first one. <laughs> okay. So we mentioned yesterday that there are two main parts of the Saita process to become a Saita. There's Kinui and there's Satira. Kinui is the warning where the husband has to warn his wife in front of two witnesses that she's not allowed to do what? Seclude with a man. If she says to her, if he says to her that you're not allowed to talk to him, is that Kinui? No. That's not an issue. It's only if she, he, was, he warns her, do not seclude with him. Right? And it's a specific person. Stira, there's an argument between Rebelezer and Yeshua who she is secluded in the presence of. If she's is secluded and two witnesses see that she went into a room with this guy, then everyone agrees she becomes a Saita. If there's only one witness or the husband, that's an argument. Whether that's good enough or not. Okay. We then mentioned that if she actually commits adultery, which means I've got witnesses in the room who see her commit adultery, then it's called game over, right? Then she gets divorced, etc. But over here, well, over here, we're not talking about that. We're talking about soita. We're talking about when there's warning and there's seclusion. We don't know what took place. That's the case of a soita. And therefore, the waters will be the means of clarifying if she chooses to. We do not force her to drink. If she wants to, she can. Yeah. I don't know if it was this case, but I saw you don't have to get divorced, but you can't have relations. Which, I mean, well, that's, that can't function. That can't function. I'm saying that's... that's we're, not, we're not priests. We're not, pri- <laughs> we're not priests. And therefore, that can't, that, that's, not a, that's not a marriage. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Wait, that's coming up. That's coming. It's going to be from the psukim in Pasha's Nasa. From the psukim that discussed Saita, that's what's going to be made, and it's going to be put in the water. In fact, uh, Helenia Malka, who was a great convert, actually made a special stone with uh, the Saita words to copy. Okay. Says the Gemara, let's go from the Gemara now. We touched on this. We're now touching on the order of the Masechta. Why is Soita put after? Nazir. Mikti, let's take a look. Tana me Nazir Salek. The Tana just taught us Nazir. My Tana de Katani Soita. So why did we learn Soita after Nazir? Nazir, remember, is the person who vows upon himself. He's not going to do the following three prohibitions, which is included in the, in the halacha being a Nazir, which is not to drink wine or grape extract. Cut hair or? Right, become other dead. Okay, exactly. Says the Gemara, let me explain to the connection between us and Soita, which I think Avi mentioned before. Kederebi, it's like what Rebbe taught. I'll tell you why Nazir needs to go with Soita. Desanya, we learn in the Brais. Rebbe Oime, Rebbe says, Lama Nismacha Pashas Nazila Pashas Soita. Why in the Torah? Is it that we teach Saita and then we teach Nazir? Why? Laimulachar to teach you the following, and then I'm going to ask you to explain this. Shekala roya Saita bekukula. When you see the Saita going through the humiliating process, 
Yazir He will inevitably refrain from drinking wine. What's the humiliating process of the Saita? So when she goes to Besamigdash, there's a few things we do to her. What do we do to her? Okay, so there, so we make her hold something heavy to tire her out. So what you do is you rip her clothes, but don't get too worried. It gets ripped, but it gets held by an Egyptian rope, a hard rope. So she doesn't get exposed, but she's wearing, you know, tattered stuff. Her hair gets uncovered. If she was wearing nice clothing, it has to be swapped with like very plain looking clothing. And any woman by the base of Migdash who comes by and sees us is obligated to watch. A man can watch. So she's full exposure to everybody to see her being humiliated with the tattered clothes like this, with the hair uncovered, and she's going through the process and everybody knows why. Anyone who sees that should become a nazu. So that's why the Torah teaches Nazir after sight. Why should they become a Nazir? That's the question. I'm asking you, Keith. Don't think I'm going to give all the answers for everything. I'm asking you. Why does, why does that mean? If I watch the sight of woman over there, what's it got to do with me? And why, why should that mean that I should become a Nazir? So you want to say that when it comes to wine, wine is a way of collecting, and it's uh, it's often loosens, you know the yeah, it loosens the inhibitions, and therefore, as a protection against immorality, you refrain from what? Good. What do you say, Trev? Say the same thing. Good. Good. Maybe because she takes off her head covering is taken off and grows his hair. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another question. You know, by nose it's not just wine, it's also hair. Good point. Good point. That's true. That's true. That's one of the things when you should. brings a carbon chattis for not drinking wine. Correct. Correct. Which means that it's not meant as a permanent. What's that, uh, Izzy? Maybe I'll do it. Good, good. In other words, you're saying that it makes you a little bit, you know, too friendly. What's that, Izzy? What's that? Absolutely. The only time that a Nazi was obligatory was when Manoyach, who was the father of Shemshen, his wife was told by the angel, your child's got to be a Nazi from birth. But that was it. Even from in the tummy. But as a rule, this is something you voluntary. So we're asking, why would you take it on? He's got to make himself Kodesh. He's got to be oh, more sanctified. Oh. Okay, good. That's really what a Nazir is about. Good. After having seen her status in, in Kedusha drop. So there are two points over here. Saying good. Number one, the point is, and this is the prerequisite, is that whatever Hashem exposes you to is a message for you. In other words, you can't turn around and say, ah, that was hers, got nothing to do with me. That's an incorrect perspective. Whenever Hashem exposes you to something, that's a lesson. Hashem saying, I want you to get something from this. We saw this also with the spies. Yeah. 
Chazal tell us that the spies made a terrible error, worse because they just saw what happened to Miriam speaking Loshnara. And they never chapped. Like, you are supposed to now be careful with your tongue. So whatever we see is supposed to awaken something else. Number one. Number two, wine is not just only wine. Wine is what loosens inhibitions, exactly what you said. But it's also a simon that you need to curb unbridled desire. Right? Drinking can take over a person. Right? Just one example of when it comes to tithes, it comes to desires. I need to rein in on the desires in order to protect yourself that you shouldn't fall into the same. But there's one problem. Says the Gimora, that's all very nice. This is what Avi pointed out. In the Torah, what's the order? Saita Nazir. In the Gemara, what's the order? Nazir Saita. So if you're right, Saita should have been before Nazir. Does it matter what order it is? Definitely! Because when Behuda Nasi set up the order, he set it up with a reason. Says the Gemara, the answer to that is, I did a tonic service. We have to go all the way back. We're in the Seder, the section called Noshet, woman, right? And we taught the Masechta called Ksuvus. Vitana Hamadun is a periking service which is about taking Nadarim, which are what's a Nader? A vow. Once I'm already discussing the subject of vows, Tana Nadarim. Then I taught you the Masechta called vows. Va'idi the Tana Nadarim. Since I taught Nadarim, Tana Nazir. I taught Nazir the Dharm Nadarim because a Nazir is also a type of vow. Vikatani Saitak at the Rebbe. So now that I had to go and teach Nazir before because of the connection of vows, so now I have a connection to teach Saita. So really, I would have taught Saita before, but there was a more important reason why I kept Nazir. What's a more important reason? Because we like to keep the same subject. In other words, importantly, when it comes to learning, we want to take a subject and go through that subject. And while we're on that subject, let's investigate everything else on that subject before we move on to a Different subjects, right? No, no, there's no real like a long this and that. Absolutely. Over here, it's just purely, we started with this, we kept with this, and now that we now, we're looking at the rest of Nashem. Okay, so let's remember the idea of Rabbi Nazir to Saita. Right. Says the, what's that? It wasn't reversed for a specific reason. It was just we couldn't put Saita for Nazir because Nazir naturally, had a connection to the Masechah before Nadarim, which naturally had a connection to the Ksuvas. Right? Where Soita, there's a beautiful idea why it should be by Nazir, but it's not a specific connection. It's a, a lesson you should learn. But more important than the lesson is to keep the subject matter standard. So you can put, you can put Nazir or Soita next to Shabbat? No. Absolutely. In fact, even if you look in the Gemara, we've got different sections. We've got Moed, which is Yom Tev. We've got Nazikin, which is damages, etc. Okay. Says the Gemara Vaita. Hamakane. Now, the first word in the Mishnah was Hamakane Ishta. Now, let me translate that for you. We said Makane is Kino, which is warning. But what's the tense? Hamakane Ishta means one who warned his wife. Why don't we teach one who warns? Says the Gemara. The evid in to teach you that the warning is only if it happened, this is what you do. Preferably, you shouldn't do it. Kosovatana, and I'm going to suggest, says the Gemara, that the author of our Mishnah holds, Tani Didan holds, Osalikanos, it's forbidden 
to make this warning to your wife in front of two witnesses. In front of two witnesses. Now the question is why? If a man is suspicious of his wife of getting up to mischief, why can't he say to her in front of two witnesses, I'm warning you, don't be secluded with that man, because she knows if she's caught afterwards secluding, now she becomes a soita. Why can't I do that? If I'm suspicious, I must just say, go and have uh, fun. Why does the Tana hold its answer? What should the husband do if not to warn? What? What's that? Communication, meaning? Meaning, speak to her about it rather than make a whole formal thing that's going to put Why? What's the difference between the two? In other words, you're humiliating her and you're making a point of showing her up. Good. Oh, very good question. Very good question. So the, the, the Shaila is then, Hilti asks, is that one second, I have to warn in front of others, we'll never get to a soita. Who says we want to get it to become a soita? Is there no other way to solve the problem? You understand? Right? In other words, why do I need to go through a legal process that's going to result in her being humiliated? Can't I do anything else for the marriage? Yes. Oh, that's true. Good. 100%. But the question then is, why do we need to publicize it to begin with? In other words, why couldn't, as Trev said, talk to her privately? Why does he have to publicize in front of two witnesses to, with a warning? Uh, it's already become public. Good, good, good. Good question. Good question. Yeah, so the truth is it did happen. It certainly did happen. It certainly did happen. I don't know how often, but it certainly did happen. The question is, what, what Doc's asking is that, well, what was the situation over here? We have to move. After the Torah laws, you do not to humiliate people. That's correct. But over here in the circumstance, what happened? She, she suspected of monkey business. And she did do something wrong. She was alone with this guy. Well, the problem is, is that the reason why the Torah gives the process in such humiliating way is because she also needs a kapora. She needs it to change because the, well, the wrong she already did. In other words, even if she didn't do adultery, she still secluded herself, which is a Torah prohibition. She still went against her husband on top of that. So there's definitely problems here. And in order to show that this is something the Torah abhors, therefore she's got to go through this process in order to come back to her husband. Good. Beautiful. Beautiful. So the answer is, is that if she drinks the waters and she's guilty, what happens to her? She blows to pieces. The adulterer also dies. Wherever he is, he blows to pieces the same way. The eye, the stomach, the leg. But there's a big, uh, um, what's your name in that? 
zero. That is, if he has committed something, nothing happens to her. No, 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 no. That's, that's if the husband, that's something else. That's something else. Yeah, yeah, that's something else. That's something else. That's only if he himself was getting up to mischief, then the waters won't test him. Says Rashi, why should you not do this? Says Rashi, also lekanois, she may be at me day taga, because he's going to now quarrel with his wife. And he's going to bring her to humiliation. Even if she didn't commit adultery. So Rashi says, what's the opinion over here? And we're going to see it's an argument. The opinion why we don't want him to warn his wife in front of two witnesses is because, number one, it's going to create major dissension and it's going to end up humiliating her. You can do it in a different way. That's what we say. And now, let me pose a question to you. Today we don't have soita waters. So what happens today if a husband warns his wife in front of two witnesses and then two witnesses come and say that she was secluded? What happens to her and him now? They have to divorce. They have to divorce. There's no way because the only way to save the marriage is soita waters. But there's no soita waters. Therefore the Shulchan Aruch says... One should not warn his wife, don't be alone with this guy. We'll even see that there's going to be even an opinion not to warn him, not to warn her privately. We'll see that's coming up later. But at least to warn in front of two witnesses, because the minute you've, tra- you've set the train on to a certain journey now, and if she now is alone with that guy, the marriage is over. No, nope. forbidden for life. So therefore the Shulchan Aruch says, don't do the first step. Because once she's already been secluded with witness after, it's very hard to find a way out. Okay. What, you mean if he wants to divorce her? No, she doesn't like him. Oh, she doesn't like him. Yeah, but she loses her ksuba. She's not going to do it because she's not going to get paid out then. She's not going to be paid out. What do you mean actresses? Well, that's something else. That's what they do this. No, that's got nothing to do with this. This is about a, this is about a marriage. Okay. It's not a marriage. It's also a marriage. No, the movie's something else. The marriage is something else. Movie's something else. Okay. Says the Gemara. Omer Reb Shmu bar Reb Yitzchak. Says Reb Shmu bar Yitzchak. Ki ava poser Reish Lakish besoita. Now Reish Lakish, when he used to give Shia on soita, anyone know who Reish Lakish was? Oh. Chavrusa and brother He was a highway robber. He was a highway robber and bandit. And Rabbi Yochanan convinced him to learn Torah. Now when he gave Shia and Soita, how did he begin this Masechda? Listen to how he began. Omar Hachi used to say like this. Hashem only pairs a woman up with a man according to his deeds. According to his spiritual status. That's the woman that Hashem will find him. Huh? Don't I choose who I marry? No, you kind of, yes. You think you do. Hashem does not leave the rod of the Rosha by the lot of Tzadikim. In other words, he's not going to pair up, you know, uh, to give a, a nice example, like um, a grandchild of Rucham Kanievsky with... Uh, uh, 
who is it? Uh, Richard Goldstone's uh, grandchild. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to happen. Or Ronnie Castrol's grandchild. He's not going to do that. Why? Because Hashem is going to make it that a person's going to find someone along the similar, similar status that he is. Similar status. Omer Rabbi Babarachano, says Rabbi Chanan, and it is hard to bring them together like splitting the sea. Hashem sets up individuals their home, in other words, marry. And that's similar to That's similar to removing those who were bound up in chains, which is the Jews from Egypt. What does that mean? What do you mean it's difficult for Hashem? Hashem, is anything difficult for Him? What does it mean it's difficult for Him to pair our people to get married? So Stevie comes with a nice understanding. He's saying you have to earn it. Okay? What do you, but for the Russia, that doesn't stand. When he pairs up the two Rishoyim together, that's not a merit. Because remember, it's all Zivugim at this stage. What's that? Good, good. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Right. Hashem has to put the right words into this person's mouth, the right person, that person, have to meet at the right time. And therefore, right? That's how a zivu comes together. Why is he beginning soita with this? This is not soita, this is kiddushin. Oh, very good. Very good. So often, often one of the big yaitzahoras which exists, and particularly in today's time, is, you know, it's like when you go to a restaurant. You ever had this feeling? You order something in a restaurant... And then, you, and then you eat it and you look at someone else and you think, ah, I should have ordered that food. Ever had that? Or worse yet, you're at the same table with family and their food's delicious and yours is repulsive. <laughs> Ever had that? What's that? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Absolutely. So the thought is, that is unfortunately from the Goetia world. We have to understand that when Akkadosh Baruch Hu pairs someone up, that is who he has designated for them. What's that? Why is it different? He's putting all the strings. Yes, yes. He's the one that is making all the Yes. It's not difficult for him. So the thought is the difficulty doesn't mean difficulty for him, it means that he has to change the order of nature. Like the Yamsuf, you split the sea like this. He's got to perform miracles to get it to happen. You understand? It's not a natural, normal means that just suddenly pops out. And therefore, it's important to understand, like we say in Sheva Brochus, that you should be like Adam and Chava Gagan Eden Mikedim, because you shouldn't have your eyes anywhere else. And unfortunately, people today have got eyes everywhere. And, they, and let's face it, a lot of people think when they go to someone for a Shabbos table, they think, geez. I should have married her. <laughs> don't, don't cover your neighbor's wife. It's okay, it's straight, but I'm talking reality. So this is the first understanding. We are going to challenge this, though. We are going to challenge this, but this is the Akdom, and for us we have to know that, and this is a general principle for life, when it comes to everything we have, spouses, family, jobs, everything, 
You need to just say, Hashem, this is what you've given me. It's exactly what I'm Absolutely. When you ordered that meal and you looked at that meal and you didn't enjoy it and the other person looked more